I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Well, here we are, the first new podcast of 2018. And looking back at the year, you know, it's funny. I thought that 2016 in general was just a very crappy year, but I've heard a lot of people saying that they thought that 2017 was even worse somehow. Well, the bombs haven't started falling yet, folks, and uh, I don't think that 2018 is going to be a bad year either, looking at uh, the string of fights that we've got coming up in the not-so-distant future. I think that, you know, 2018 right now is looking to be a pretty good year for boxing as well. I, I just, you know, as I was putting together what I wanted to talk about for the podcast, I'm putting together a list of all these fights that are coming up, and I thought, you know what? They may not be... They may not be, you know, the best fighting, the, the truly best, but at the same time, I think, you know, can be kind of exciting. First up, we've got Danny Garcia against Brandon Bam Bam Rios. Okay, so Danny Garcia, his last fight, as you may remember, he uh, lost the split decision to Keith one-time Thurman for the uh, welterweight championship of the world. That was for the... Uh, WBC WBA unified titles that was all the way back in March of 2017 and you know aside from Danny's father Angel talking about the size of Danny's dick after the fight we, we didn't we haven't really heard much of uh, Danny afterwards but now he's going to be coming back next month uh, that is going to be February the 17th against Brandon Bam Bam Rios Mm. You know, you know th- this could be interesting. I see. This is this is what I mean. It's not the best find, the best, but it could be interesting slash exciting. Uh, Rios, if you may recall, in 2015 he re- he announced his retirement after getting stopped by Timothy Bradley in nine rounds. He said that he was going to retire, and he kind of kind of went back on that immediately but we didn't see him back in the ring until uh june of 2017 came back and knocked out aaron herrera in the seventh round and i don't know if he's quite ready for danny garcia but at the same time if he can land a really good punch he might be able to he's he is uh apparently working with robert garcia again and i remember at the time of brandon's retirement in 2015 that it was actually Robert who was one of the uh, stronger voices advocating the retirement. If I recall, he said that he didn't want to train Brandon Rios anymore because he was getting hurt so much. And, I mean, you, you could tell watching the Timothy Bradley fight how outclassed uh, Rios was. It, it was almost a bit embarrassing because you can hear... Garcia pleading in the corner with Brendan, come on, come on! And he, he just couldn't. I mean, so we're, we're going to have to see how well Rios really is. He's been, he's really excited. He's saying that this is his true comeback fight. He really, this is really do or die for him, in my opinion. If he loses, it's kind of like, well, you might as well go back into retirement because I can't think of a lot of a lot of fighters out there who would look not look good but would make an interesting matchup with uh brandon rios or is there because uh i've thought you know it the winner of garcia versus rios should maybe face the winner of the upcoming devin alexander versus victor ortiz fight 
And I think that would be an interesting matchup. Like, just suppose that Ortiz gets past Devin Alexander and Rios somehow gets past Danny Garcia. As far as I remember, those those two still hate each other. I don't know. I, who knows? They might have secretly made amends, kissed and made up while no one was looking. But um, for entertainment's sake, I hope they still hate each other. And... I think that would be a good matchup, and why don't we just get into that fight now? Devin Alexander versus Victor Ortiz. <laughs> you, you, you can't imagine the smile on my face when I heard about this fight. I mean, you can probably you can probably hear that I'm smiling. <laughs> oh, Victor, Victor, Victor! He is risen. He is risen indeed. But believe it or not, this is actually kind of a must-win fight for both fighters. Although, let's be honest, Victor's... The, the, I think four of Victor's past fights have been must-win for him, and he's only won one. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, personally. But Devin Alexander, uh, you may recall, back in 2015, he went up against uh, Aaron Martinez... And that was uh, immediately after Martinez lost a split decision to Robert Guerrero. So in comes Alexander to fight Martinez. And against all the odds, Martinez finally gets uh, his just due and wins a 10-round unanimous decision against Devin Alexander. Alexander kind of vanished uh, from that point. 2016, nothing out of him. And for most of 2017, up until late November, when he came back, won a 10-round unanimous decision over Walter Walter Castillo, you didn't hear anything out of him. But then it came out uh, in the news, actually, this was a bit earlier before the fight itself against Castillo, but you found out that he had an opiate addiction. You know, kind of serious. And thankfully, he's gotten past that. And now he's got this fight against Victor Ortiz. That also is taking place next month, February 17th, the same night as the uh, Rios versus Garcia fight. Now let's look at Victor Ortiz. Uh, you know, I, I can't believe how angry I used to get about this guy. And, I, and I, I couldn't understand it. But you know what? You just gotta, you know, sit back, smile... And you know what? Shame on me, because Victor has had... Believe it or not, Victor has won three of his last four fights. Uh, he, in uh, July of last year, he scored a fourth-round KO of Sal Corral. Uh, before that was the, the... You know what? Short as it was, I, I thought that the uh, fight, the, the, the rematch, rather, with Andre Berto was pretty exciting. You know, I, I I remember coming home. There was a comic convention that day. Come home, see this is on, and just okay. Stop everything. You know, I'm gonna watch this. The comics will be there tomorrow. But <laughs> a fun while it lasted. Although I I still maintain what I say about Ortiz trying to do the oh I got up at ten and gonna pretend that the referee you know had a fast count but then referee still even though the referee if i recall correctly he did reach 10 and ortiz was kind of like oh, aren't you gonna count me out oh and then he just gets this look on his face like he doesn't know where he is he did 
uh, disappointing. But you know what? He, he's on the comeback trail again. And Devin Alexander is what stands in his way. Now, I, I'm very serious. If Rios gets past Danny Garcia, I honestly want to see him face uh, the winner of Devin Alexander versus Victor Ortiz. And, you know, I wish all the best for Alexander, but I won't be too upset if he loses to Victor Ortiz. <laughs> and the thing is, if you listen to Victor Ortiz talk, he, he still talks about winning a world title and being back at the top again like this is 2011 all over again. <laughs> oh, God, this, this guy's too much. Again, why did I? Why would I get so upset about this guy? He's hilarious. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, those are two fights next month. Both could have a uh, serious ramifications for the winners, depending upon who they are. Uh, as we get closer to those fights, I will give you my prediction on them. But uh, let's. Uh, for right now, let's talk about some more upcoming fights. Moving on. And uh, now we got some excitement in the heavyweight division. It's been announced that Deontay Wilder will finally, finally, finally face off against undefeated challenger Louis Ortiz. This is going to be happening March 3rd. Uh, Lu uh, Louis Ortiz. I, I can't remember if it's Luis or Louise. I'm just going to say Ortiz. Ortiz, 38 years old from Cuba, 28 victories, 24 knockouts, no losses. This is probably going to be the biggest challenge that Wilder has ever faced as heavyweight champion. And I think it's I think it's the best matchup that can be made for him right now. Uh, Anthony Joshua is kind of preoccupied at the moment. Tyson Fury is... He's getting in shape for his comeback, he says. But uh, I, I think this is the best thing that could happen to Deontay Wilder right now, in all honesty. As you might recall a few podcasts back, I talked about his popularity, or rather lack thereof. I, I talked about how he's 32 years old, he's made six defenses of his heavyweight, his heavyweight title, all of them ending by knockout. He His most recent one, back in November... A quick, dominating one-round knockout of Berman Stavern. Why doesn't anybody outside of boxing know who he is? I, I hate to be repeating myself, but Mike Tyson was in his early 20s. People didn't watch boxing, but they knew who Mike Tyson was. You know, people who didn't watch boxing knew who Sugar Ray Leonard was. So, what's... What's going on with uh, Deontay Wilder? I don't know. I don't want to get into that again. But I think that this, if he can get past Ortiz, this could be a big stepping stone to increasing his public profile. All right? I think that it is the best thing that can happen for him right now. Ortiz, you know, there's they've been trying to make this fight before in the past, but there's always been problems, failed drug tests, and so let's just hope that everybody pisses clean for the next few weeks leading up to this fight. I mean, do all the drugs you want afterwards, uh, provided they aren't 
steroids or whatever. You know what? Don't care. Just please, in the lead up to this fight, just you know, live a clean life. Just say no. <sighs> that that that's all I want. I want the best for boxing, especially the heavyweight division, because they kind of need it. But fights like this are good for the heavyweight division, in my opinion. I. I just hope, like I said, that nothing happens. I don't want this fight to be derailed. It, it's seemed close to happening a few times. And uh, Ortiz isn't getting any younger. Like I said, he's 38. Wilder, 32. I don't know how much longer he wants to continue fighting. I mean, he did start back in 2008. This is his 10th year as a pro. And again, think about it like this. He's a... Uh, a bronze medalist from the Olympics, he was the only Olympic male, or he, ugh, he was the only male Olympian to win a goal or to win a medal in boxing that year, for the U.S. anyway. Um, he's been knocking out all but one opponent, and he eventually did knock out Severn in their rematch. So why doesn't anybody know who he is? I don't know, but Deontay, you obviously need some better PR people. I can't wait for this fight to happen. Uh, like I said before, I'll be giving my prediction as we get closer to the fight. Moving on. Now, you may recall a little while ago, I mentioned Anthony Joshua, but I said that he was going to be busy, and that is because it's been announced recently that Anthony Joshua will be defending his heavyweight championship against undefeated challenger Joseph Parker. Parker has a record of 24 wins, no losses, and... 18 of those wins have come by way of knockout. Uh, in his most recent fight, that was back in September, he won a majority uh, 12 round decision over Huey Fury, who is the cousin of uh, former heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. I've been hearing a, a lot of talk about a potential fight between Parker and Joshua. I think it's good. They are uh, both undefeated. Uh, Joshua seems to be the bigger of the punchers between the two of them. I thought initially that the reason there was so much talk was because they were both from the United Kingdom, but no. Um, it turns out that <clears throat> Parker is from New Zealand, and according to BoxRec, he lives in the United States in Nevada. But I, I think it's a good matchup. You know, it's interesting. I was talking earlier about you know, the winner of Garcia Rios should face the winner of of uh, Ortiz versus Alexander. Well, maybe the winner of Deontay Wilder and Louis Ortiz should face the winner against Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker. I mean, we're desperate to have one heavyweight champion. Okay, you know, and I've... I, 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 it's funny, because I have... I've been getting a lot more co-workers who listen to the podcast. And one question is, how can this guy be the heavyweight champion, but this guy is also a champion? And then I have to get into the absurdity and stupidity of sanctioning bodies and how they're not good for anyone. But, you know, that's, that's a rant that they hear all the time, so I don't want to get into that. Nonetheless, I do think that Parker versus Joshua, great fight, another... Another excellent fight that the heavyweight division needs. Uh, Joshua as you know, doing what he needs to do. 
he can he can put asses in seats. Okay, I mean, let's not forget, seventy thousand people showed up to watch him defend his title, or rather, not defend his title, no, to win the title from Vladimir Klitschko. I mean, granted, he he did have the IBF title. I I will, you know, I, I'm not overlooking that, but at the same time. It was when he beat Klitschko that he was sort of recognized as the man in the heavyweight division. And I know that Tyson Fury is still out there. He's, you know, hopefully he's kicked his drug problems. Hopefully he actually is getting in shape because it almost seems like he's sort of the missing piece of the puzzle. You know, the heavyweight division can be exciting if all the players are involved. And... As much as I'm not a big fan of Tyson Fury, I think that if he does challenge, if he can be a part of this, rather than just, you know, a fat, bald gypsy on the outside talking about how we'd beat all of them, it's like, well, you know, put down the cocaine and get in the gym, fatty, and then, you know, we'll see what you can do. But I I think it's actually better if he is a part of it. But, uh... For right now, he's still kind of an outside guy looking in. Fury has parted ways with his uh, trainer, Peter Fury. He's, uh, I can't remember who it is he's trained with, but it's apparently a friend of uh, Billy Joe Saunders. But regardless of that, Parker versus Joshua, that's going to be taking place uh, at the end of the, uh, sorry, at the end of March. Uh, As we get closer to this fight, I'm going to be taking a closer look at both guys and I will be giving you my prediction on that fight. Moving on. Now, the only problem with all the fights that I've mentioned so far in this podcast is that they are not happening soon enough. Garcia and Rios, Ortiz and Alexander, those are going to be taking place a month from now. Wilder, Ortiz, Joshua versus Parker, those aren't going to be happening until March. So kind of sucks that we have to wait but thankfully we don't have to wait too long for another big fight that's going to be happening this saturday errol spence jr will be defending his ibf welterweight title against lamont peterson peterson holds a record of 35 3 and 1 17 wins by way of knockout errol spence undefeated 22 and 0 with 19 wins coming by way of knockout. Really good matchup. Really good matchup, I think. Peterson, as you uh, may know, he's held titles at light welterweight and welterweight. A lot of people think that he should have gotten the decision over Danny Garcia when they fought in uh, April of 2014. Or sorry, 2015. Looking at this fight, it could be better than people expect. I, I think sometimes Peterson is overlooked in terms of talent. But I've been watching some clips of Errol Spence lately, and the guy just looks so good. Especially his fight against Kell Brook. It, it's hard to discount all the skills that this young man has. And... At the same time, I don't want to say that it's going to be an easy fight for him, but who knows? I mean, I thought that the Kell Brook fight might actually be... I thought that it might be closer, 
than some of the scores at the time of the stoppage indicate. As you recall, he knocked Brooke out in the 11th round to win the title. Uh, and the scores were mostly for... Uh, <clears throat> Therefore, Earl Spence at the time, one judge had it uh, 97-92, 96-93. Dave Paris had it 95-94. I, I didn't think it was that close. But uh, regardless, looking at this fight, looking at the two head-to-head, I think that right now Errol Spence Jr. just has too much going for him. I think that uh, it's going to be a competitive fight, but uh, I think that in the end of the day, it's just going to be another dominating victory for him. Maybe not too dominating, but I think that he will emerge victorious. So I see him winning with a score of 115 to 113. Possibly, you know what? Maybe even 115 to 112. I could see Peterson going down, but uh, who knows? I, that, that's just how I see it. I think that this uh, could be a very exciting fight. And you know what people have uh, asked me like do you ever get upset when your predictions turn out wrong not really no if anything gives me a chance to laugh at myself and i like it when i'm surprised where i think something's going to go one way and then it goes completely different i thought that kelly pavlik i bring this up all the time but i thought kelly pavlik was going to stop bernard hopkins in the sixth round and you know by not even midpoint of the second round, I knew that I had just made the dumbest prediction that I could have made. But regardless, seven rounds to five for Errol Spence Jr. I think he will retain his IBF welterweight title. Hopefully get a shot against, or rather make a defense against someone like Sean Porter or maybe even a unification fight with someone like Keith Thurman. He's been out of the ring for quite a while since his uh, defeat of Danny Garcia, so those two I really would like to see back in the ring. And that's all we have, unless there is some news about an old, washed-up fighter, you know, once again making a fight that he has no business doing. That's right, friends. If you hear that the merry-go-round broke down, then it means that Roy Jones Jr. is fighting again. Much to much to our chagrin. You know, it, it's hard to believe that, you know, 15, not even close to 15, but for the past 15 years, Roy really should have packed it in. Okay? Maybe after defeating John Ruiz, certainly after getting starched by Antonio Tarver and Glenn Johnson. But no, he keeps going. But uh, just before the year ended last month, he made an announcement. He has a fight coming up February 8th at the Civic Center in Pensacola, Florida, his hometown. And the, the opponent has yet to be announced, but according to BoxRec, it is for the World Boxing Union cruiserweight title but in brackets it also says German version I had no idea that Roy Jones Jr. was German I don't know I mean I don't know a lot of the German words I know plenty of the curse words believe me but uh, 
I don't know why he's fighting for the German version of a title, but either way, Roy is insisting that this is going to be his last fight. And as I record this podcast on January 16th, it is uh, Roy Jones Jr.'s birthday today, 49 years old. So I, for one, hope that Roy is sincere in his claim that this is his last fight. I, However, I fear that they're just going to put some stiff in the ring with him. Kind of like what they've been doing for the past... Well, ever since he got knocked out by Enzo Macronelli back in 2015. Because his three fights since then, everybody's talked about, oh, but, you know, Roy's beaten all of them. Uh, Well, yeah, one guy was making his pro debut. Other guy had... uh, 17 wins and 11 losses. The other was Bobby Gunn. It's like, come on. Let's not kid ourselves here. And yeah, he has won 10 of his last 11 fights. But uh, aside from Macronelli, all the names on the list are a who's who of who gives a shit. Regardless, I hope this is the last that we do see of Roy Jones Jr. in the ring. He's certainly earned his retirement. I just hope he uh, hasn't spent all the money that he had saved for retirement. Nonetheless, you know, like I said, I hope this is the end because Roy certainly deserved it. His fans have certainly deserved it. And that's all I have to say on that matter until we uh, get more information. Like I said... An opponent's yet to be determined, but it's for the vacant... <laughs> what What the hell is a German version of a cruiserweight title? I am trying so hard not to make Hitler jokes or just, you know, make a joke like, oh, you know, I'm going to be talking with the uh, German version... <laughs> with the World Boxing Union's German division just play clips of Hitler, but... It, it's very hard, and I'm not going to do that. But uh, nonetheless, the, the, the closer we get to this fight, the more we'll find out about it, hopefully. But uh, hope to be back in two weeks with another podcast. But uh, as for this one, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.